Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. Now, China's Xi Jinping's sweeping overhaul on profits at tutoring companies led to a whopping $1 trillion being erased from Chinese stocks and dented the portfolios of some of the biggest names in global finance. Now, this is all part of Xi's new development phase, which puts national security, common prosperity, and stability above unfettered growth. Joining us on the line together. Give us their analysis on this strategy and the implication for markets are Abhishek Vishnoi, Asia Markets reporter at Bloomberg, and Ishika Mukherjee, Asia Stocks reporter at Bloomberg. Abhishek and Ishika, good to have you back with us. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks, thanks very much. So let's talk about this report that you put out over just before the weekend. Uh, guys, uh, last week we saw a nearly $1 trillion sell-off ignited by Beijing's shock ban on profits at tutoring companies. Can you walk us through the week that was, Ishika? I know that you highlight this quite clearly in your report. Yeah, sure. I think it all started um, on Friday, so the Friday before last, um, when there were rumors about um, Chinese authorities coming out with new regulations for private tutoring firms and mm-hmm. potentially making them not non-profit. And you saw some of the names like New Oriental, Coolon, really take a hit in, in late trading that day. And we were all, you know, wondering what's going on. And then over the weekend, of course, you had uh, Beijing come out with these rules. And Monday saw a huge sell-off already across Chinese and Hong Kong stocks as well. (laughs) On top of that, you had multiple regulations coming out related to workers' rights and uh, food delivery giants. There was also something related to WeChat subscriptions for Tencent. Then we saw when then we heard rather rumors about funds aggressively selling Chinese and Hong Kong stocks in the U.S. So it was like a blow after blow for mm-hmm. uh, Chinese equity traders, essentially throughout last week. Ishiga, let's uh, rewind this a little bit. Uh, at the root of this is China's move to ban its booming tutoring industry from making profits, right? So essentially, with the aim to rein in companies, it blames for exacerbating inequality there. So why has this uh, had so much of an impact on the wider market? I would say that um, investors were definitely expecting something because um, the Chinese authorities have been uh, hinting at this throughout the year, especially under their 14th five-year plan that talks about better social and economic outcomes for society at large uh, in the country. I don't think anyone really expected them to come out with such a widely affecting regulation Mm -hmm. for business models of the companies they invest in across U.S. listed ADRs and in Hong Kong as well. And I think that's what really led to the sell-off. So, Abhishek, tell us, is this just a case then of riding out the storm? What are some of the large investment houses such as Goldman Sachs and BlackRock saying, and what's their strategy when it comes to Chinese stocks? Well, the strategy is uh, it's pretty clear that you know you have to fall in line with the Communist Party's manifesto, the Communist Party's goals for China. Mm-hmm. And in that context, I mean, um, if you look at China, it's become, uh, it's it's the second biggest economy. It's a big part of all the indexes. So whatever they say has to reverberate. Now, nobody's saying that we are near the bottom or, mm-hmm. you know, this has been fully priced in. 
but definitely people have started looking at uh, the market um, via two lens one is a lot of investors goldman sachs itself said a lot of investors a lot of their clients are saying that uh, it's uh, become a bit too dangerous um uninvestable that word has featured in many of their recent conversations with clients and second you have to start i mean some of the investors including blackrock they've started treating china markets on its as its own category not not just as a part of asia play or a part of em play you got to look at em's ex of china because china is 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 a big part it's an anchor of ems and and it's too big you know uh, as a portion of ems so people have started looking at it that way other than that i mean there are different themes emerging um, obviously things which are aligned to china's goals let's say something like semiconductors they are mm. doing pretty well and um, um there is a bit of uncertainty around anything that is tech and people are finding it hard to be priced in but there is you know one interesting way some of the strategists are saying that look they are going after the tech giants so you know you start looking at the number 2 number 3 player which probably would be getting a bit more market share and is not on the regulators radar uh, versus how its bigger peer is We are talking to Abhishek Vishnoy, Asia Markets reporter at Bloomberg and Ishika Mukherjee, Asia Stock reporter at Bloomberg here on In the Spotlight on Prime Time. So Abhishek, who uh, are the winners then uh, amid the rout? Renewables and solars? Oh, definitely. That that sector is on radar. I mean, if you look at what is happening in markets, if you look at the markets the internals then uh, you know you'll see that actually the leadership is changing from anything tech to uh, everything green and mm. renewable solar feature prominently there i mean uh, china has got the world's biggest uh, battery maker which is contemporary amplex they've got the world's biggest solar module maker which is uh, you know um, which is also listed in china and and has has done pretty well now few things are clear one one big theme is stocks that match the communist party's line Mm-hmm. Uh, which includes green which includes semiconductor which includes even you know uh, stocks related to defense spending are good and people are buying those second is uh, you know the old economy uh, that everybody had ignored because tech was rising so fast you know that has uh, again come on investors radar so you know politburo mentioned about uh, some sort of targeted spending targeted uh, you know stimulus for the economy and infrastructure shares uh, rose today and another important theme is you know small cap growth stocks so you know you don't look at something that is a play on the global economy or has become a giant but you look at the smaller companies so chinex which is a cage of small cap growth shares you know it's already up like 14 15% mm-hmm. and you know it's it's getting a big boost from china's economic priorities so let's move beyond sectors and specific stocks and talk wider market because you've spoken about the opportunities within solar and renewables but looking at the market is it now a case of dm as opposed to em ishika it's been a case of dm over em for a long time now the whole of this year in fact the developed market index um that's been developed by MSCI is mm-hmm. outperforming its emerging market counterpart quite widely and that outperformance is actually increasing um in recent months and i i would say china is a big reason for that it it makes up around 40% of the em index 35 to 40% 
So um, shares have languished um, onshore and offshore for China for the most part since a peak in February. And that's dragged down the EM gauge. The other thing uh, that's affecting emerging markets is, of course, the Delta variant, the spread mm-hmm. of the virus. Um, in economies that are seen as more modest, um, poorer compared to their developed market counterparts, um, they have weaker health in healthcare infrastructure, they have less money to spend fiscally, and they generally have higher cases right now, especially in Southeast Asia. You're definitely seeing a re-emergence. Um, China, for that matter, as well, uh, it is finding it hard to control the virus. So for the foreseeable future, it does seem like emerging markets are going to lag their developed market peers who have not only vaccinated more parts mm-hmm. of the population, but also have better hospitals and better health care. Okay, in the even more foreseeable future, Ishika, what can we expect for the week ahead? <laughs> Oh, um, for the week ahead, I think we're going to be watching essentially China <laughs> as as more announcements or more regulations keep coming our way. Um, the Polit- Politburo statement last Friday about supporting targeted sectors of the economy, including small and medium-sized enterprises. I mean, we will be looking out for what more they do on that front. Um, if there are any signals from the PBOC in terms of easing and providing more liquidity to the markets, think that's going to be a major thing on investors' minds. And, of course, how the, the virus outbreak plays out in Southeast Asia and other parts of Asia are definitely things traders are going to be watching this week. Wonderful. Well, Ishika, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us tonight and Abhishek as well. It's been wonderful to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Abhishek Vishnoy, Asia Markets Reporter at Bloomberg, and Ishika Mukherjee, Asia Stocks Reporter at Bloomberg. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.